welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of Hot Black Coffee. I appreciate y'all coming in and listening to me today. It's politic and land. Uh, so much going on right now. So much going on in the United States. Um, you know, it's it's a heavy, it's a heavy, heavy feeling that we are all experiencing culturally together. Um, you know, I've been angry during this time. I've been sad. I have felt other people's emotions empathetically. And, you know, it's really crazy because I think that the video of George Floyd is very, very clear, right? Um, The video wasn't short. It's not like he died abruptly. Uh, He was held down and kneeled upon for upwards of eight to nine minutes uh, before his actual passing. So in those circumstances, it's very hard to to say that the force that was used was justified. Not to say that any of these situations that we deal with, uh, whether it be Trayvon Martin or Philando Castile or Freddie Gray, none of these situations actually warrant the type of behavior that these aggressive and out of control officers exert towards African-American people. But when you see it on tape and you don't see this man resisting and you don't see any evidence of an actual crime, the crazy thing is about his, the situation is you were called out for an attempted forgery uh, that he tried to turn in a, a $20 bill that happened to be fake. This man had a job. He might not have even known the $20 was fake. You understand how crazy that is? To 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 he could have went to a store, been given that twenty dollars, went to another store, tried to give that as his as his payment, and was told that it was fake. And because he was black, because he was a black man, you assumed it was on purpose, right? The person that that took that twenty assumed that it was on purpose, and called the police. And now we have new evidence, right, that this particular officer knew Mr. Floyd. He knew him for 17 years. They worked overlapping shifts as a bouncer. He knew this man. And I was sitting there thinking about the video and the long duration of the video and how long those officers stood by right and how long like because it's like if you are in if you're responding to an attempted forgery and then this is where we're at right and let's say let's say there was two officers on the scene at the time and then following them two more officers come what are you waiting for what were they waiting for when they were standing around when they were standing around this man having a knee put to the back of his neck as he's saying you know what I mean as he's fucking saying I can't breathe which is just that probably those words probably rang in every black person's ear across the nation it's like 
It's like reliving it over and over again. The trauma that black people experience in this country, you will never know unless you are. And I don't, and I don't take away from other people's struggles either. I don't take away from our brown brothers and sisters' struggles either. I don't. You have your own struggles. And, and we could talk about that on another day. We definitely can. Because everybody's not right with y'all either. But you'll never know how it feels to be black in this country. How it feels for a person to die for nothing. $20 that was fake that he probably didn't even know was fake at the time. To die for nothing. And then to hear people justify it. To try to tell you initially. I, you know, I'm not the one to be pacified. That's the thing about me. I'm not the one to be pacified. So when I hear people saying, oh, they're you know, ringing out and saying, no, this is, a, you know. The thing is, you fired these officers. You fired all four of them immediately. The police force did, right? Now, initially when I saw that, I said, okay, well, if you're firing them, I already know that something's going to be coming from that because they have a police union. Very, very strong police union. All police officers have them. They have the blue line. They come in. So I said, you, you know, there's going to have to, you know, this is for show. This is because this looks really bad and I'm just going to fire you. And I'm going to take the repercussions that come after firing you. That's one thing. But here's the thing. If you are firing an officer due to the death, due to a death that was caused by an officer, okay, a murder, a murder. What are you writing on the termination papers? What are you writing? It was a murder and you arrested them. You didn't, you didn't arrest them and you, I apologize, I, I take that back. You didn't arrest them. You didn't arrest them, but you fired them. What did you write on the termination papers? Tell me. All of these police officers are complicit. Who stands by for eight to nine minutes as a man suffocates? You knew him. Did you think you would get away with it? Is this an alpha male, beta male type of situation where this nigga's in charge? This police officer is in charge and y'all are his flunkies and you are to do what he, he says? Because we all know that police officers and police, police departments are fucking gangs. We already know that. We have one out here, Los Angeles, LAPD, LA Sheriff. People can feel how they want to feel. And I'm not saying every fucking person that's in the police department and in the sheriff's department is a part of them. But don't act like you don't fucking know it exists. Don't act like you don't know it exists because you are a police officer. Because they tell you stupid little shit like, oh, you need to stand behind the blue line just in case you need help. You're supposed to be making a difference. But that's another conversation for another day. You watch these men die. These officers watch this man die. You know why he died at the hospital? Because they can't call time of death on a paramedic. They have to wait. The doctor has to call time of death. He died before he even put, was put on that gurney. 
And now, to add insult to injury, because I really feel like y'all playing with us. I feel like you're playing with our emotions. I feel like you're trying us. I feel like you're trying us, and we're not playing this game with you. This is what I feel like. You're trying us because you want to come out and you want to say, there's not enough evidence for me to charge. Oh, really? Is that enough evidence for me to arrest? Is that so? Then you want to come back a day later and you want to charge an officer with third-degree murder and manslaughter. This is not third-degree murder. This is second-degree murder. Don't try to pacify us. Don't try to charge him with something less than when you know that it holds a lighter sentence. Trying to give him a break? How you going to give this man a break? He took somebody's life. You can't give him a break. That's the fucking problem. That you always want to give a police officer a break. You always want to give them leniency. You want to give them benefit of the doubt. How do police officers do wrong? What can we write police officers up for? What can we arrest these motherfuckers for? You let them be racist. You let them be physically violent to people of the community. You cuss at a police officer, they'll beat your ass, and that's perfectly fine. And maybe you'll file a settlement. Maybe you'll file a lawsuit. Maybe. And maybe the city will use the taxpayer's money, your fucking money, the money that from the person that just got beat the fuck up. Maybe they'll use your taxpayer money to pay you a settlement. Instead of admitting that there's a fucking behavior problem, a racial problem, a hater problem, a deep-rooted prejudice and discriminatory problem within our police department, and then subsequently the whole fucking justice system. And then you want to be mad at the, at the effect when things do not go a certain way by talking and things do not go a certain way by advocating and protesting peacefully like they were you get a revolt you want to be mad and say oh violence isn't the answer they're burning things that don't even belong to them they're burning their own community and you li- they'd like to let you think that those are all black people that's what they want you to think. They want you to think that. It isn't. It's everyone. Okay? We're tired. We're tired. We're tired. We can't take it anymore. We cannot. And we shouldn't have to. It seems that no matter what we do, we get the same results. So the shit that we was doing is no longer valid. We cannot do it because you don't listen. Every turn, every turn. And then, and then you want to come out with an autopsy report that says he didn't die from asphyxia. He died from force and prior health conditions. Well, let me ask you this. If you want to say he had a prior health condition, are you trying to fucking tell me that this man was going to drop dead on the street without ever coming in contact?
contact with this police officer and these other subsequent police officers on that day. And if you're going to say force, what force? Who force? Force from where? Where did the force come from in order to trigger the health problem? Don't fucking pacify us. You see what I mean? You see what I mean? Every single time, every step, every step we got to get louder. Every step we have to get louder. Because at every step, you want to try to play us. No more. Just stop. Hands up. Don't shoot. We are not the violent ones. We are not the violent ones. I just had to get that off my chest. I had to just let that out because at the end of the fucking day, I'm emotionally drained. I know my people are emotionally drained. And yet we still got to get up every day. And do the best we can. And be functioning members of the society. While we are systematically emotionally abused. That's all I'm going to say about this man. Take a moment. Take a moment, whether you are, whether you are black, white, whatever, take a moment and think about this. Think about it. Be tired. And we weary, man. Everything is politics. Psst.